This is Original Six. On behalf of the Toronto Maple Leafs, I would just like to apologize to John Tavares. We play one game against the Islanders in New York this season, and an abysmal 7-2 loss was the result. So our apologies, JT. Uh, it's the Original Six Podcast. Ryan Savine, Paul Ananitis, Zach Mullen, fellas, another week. What is going on? Same stuff. Same stuff. I'm fired up. Are you? I uh, I, sure. I, I'm sorry for that noise. I tried to. Um, <laughs> Was that you? Yes. It, I Flex, I have an Apple Watch. I tried to t- silence my Apple Watch, but I accidentally clicked the button that you're supposed to click if you can't find your phone, and it makes your phone beep. So that's the noise you just heard. Oh, lovely. Wow. Ryan can't find his phone, everyone. No, it's right next to me. I found it. No problem. Ryan's <laughs> getting old, everyone. That is true. I, I feel like I'm getting old watching. Too many meetings today. Here's a great story. I think I mentioned it to you guys in my in the group chat yesterday. But so I have Sorokin in fantasy. Thank you, Zach, for the trade. You're welcome. Um, and you know, like the Leafs, <laughs> the Leafs are always the one of those teams where you like you just don't start your goalie against because they have that ability to put up like five goals. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was working from like six to seven 30. So I was like, I knew I wasn't gonna be able to set my lineup closer to the game. So I was like, you know what? Like the last time Sorokin played the Leafs, they scored five on him. I'm going to bench him. Then like an hour later, one of my players got hurt. I put him on the bench, added a new player and I must've clicked start active lineup and put Sorokin back in. (laughs) And then when the game started, the Leafs scored, I'm like, let's go. Like obviously wanting the Leafs to win because Leafs over fantasy but then I checked my fantasy. I'm like, why do I have a goal against? And I realized Sorokin was on my lineup. And I was like, oh, God, this is not going to go well. Um, well. It did. So at least something good came out of that loss against the Islanders. For you. Not for That's... whoever you're playing against in fantasy this week. Or whoever has, has Samson off. For mm, that. Rip. Yeah, let's uh, let's chat week and review. But before we do, welcome back, everyone. Make sure to follow, subscribe, all that jazz. If you're new here, thanks for joining us. And if you're returning, thanks for coming back. Uh, let's start with uh, the first game, which was a 2-1 shootout loss versus Colorado. Samsonov looked rather spectacular in this game. That was his first game back since Murray kind of got a, a good run at playing. Um, I mean, I, I think I can speak for all of us when I say you hate to see your team lose a game like that when they played pretty well against a very premier team. Yeah. hundred percent. I think it was a great all around game for sure. Very defensive, not too many silly mistakes, but some great goaltending on both sides. Samsonov made some great saves. Gorgiev made some fantastic saves and it was a nice close game. I know you wish there was a little more scoring, but you can never say no to a, a, a nice like, one one game going into uh overtime and seeing a fantastic overtime and then going into a shootout which is unfortunate because none of the Leafs scored on that one and then I think McKinnon scored a really iffy one but we got a point out of it it was a good game unfortunately we couldn't get two but some good positives yeah it reminded me why I don't like shootouts because we have like we barely have had any shootouts this year and mm-hmm. up I think to that the was Colorado the game. Was it second or third? You're probably right, second, but like we hadn't won one 
like including that Colorado one. Wait, Paul, just... weren't you at the Colorado game? Yes. I think I was at the Leaf game that was the first shootout of the season against St. Louis. I could be wrong. Oh, yeah, I know. That's right. But I'm pretty sure because I was mm-hmm. at that game and I was with my girlfriend and I took her to her first ever Leaf game and I was so upset that it ended in a shootout just because it's so anticlimactic. Yeah. yeah. I was upset too that I ended in a shootout. I would have been happier if we won the shootout, but it happens. It's the way she goes. Uh, the next game, 5-2 dub over the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, Paul, your words here were amazing all-around game. Never took the foot off the gas, so tell us why. Well, I mean, usually we know with the Leafs that we start off pretty well. Have a not a great second period and then try and come back into it when it's too late, but it wasn't the case for this one. I think the Leafs had a fantastic game from the start. Um, unfortunately, I don't think Freddie was playing, which sucked because it would have been nice to get a dub against him. But doesn't matter. Aston Reese had a two-goal performance, which is nice to see because you don't see that very often. Um, and just, yeah, just uh, a great 60-minute effort from the boys against a fantastic Carolina team, which is so ironic considering we said it last week. I think that we would probably beat Carolina because they're a good team. So exactly what happened. We never we never stopped. So good, good game. Fantastic game. I love watching it. One of the better games to see this year. For sure. Yeah, I think I think, uh, I think the broadcast, it was a TSN game, and they were saying, like, Aston Reese now has seven of his eight goals on the season on game, like, in games that TSN covers for the Leafs. Yeah, I think I think some stat like that. I think it uh, it makes the goal, first goal prediction series a little bit easier for us. Yeah, honestly. Next game, it's on TSN. I'm going with uh, Aston Reese. I think that's April fourth, so might be a little bit of time. Wow, you have the schedule memorized. That's crazy. He just I has remember- his love affair for James Duffy and everything that isn't Sportsnet's hockey coverage. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say because they they showed it about eight times yesterday on the broadcast. Next game is a uh, mm. April fourth, so I think that's. I don't know who's against, but it's TSN. Let's see. April fourth, they're playing the Columbus Blue Jackets in Toronto. Can't. Oh, I that should be a win, but you know, no, the Leafs probably going to be a loss uh, to any Connor Bedard level team. Instant loss uh, for the Leafs. One of those teams, debatably the Ottawa Senators. However, as of late, they've kind of been involved in the playoff push. Uh, the Leafs yep. played them next with a five-four shootout win, third shootout of the season. Um, th- to me, typical game against the Senators. High scoring, can't oh, yeah. hold the lead. Like, this takes me back to the 6-5 loss, like, three, four years ago at the beginning of the season. Yep. Oh, 100. I was getting flashbacks. It was really bad. That was what? We were up, like, 5-1 and lost 6-5. Something, oh, something yeah. really something bad. Something like that. Yeah, it was just – that was not great. I think, like, when Murray has to make 48 saves <laughs> in that kind of yeah. game, you never want – you never, ever want it to go like that. And, like, you know, we'll take the shootout win, but it went – it was, like, Kerfoot scored in like the <laughs> ninth round or something ridiculous yeah, to, to end it. So, you know, you kind of hope that um, it doesn't go to shootouts. You yeah. kind of hope that you don't have to make your goalie make 48 saves against a team that's like fringe level playoffs. Right. But you know, they, they held it down. Um, they got the, they got the win. That's what matters in the end. But 
you know, it's kind of annoying that I guess I mean, at this point, I would argue the win isn't really what matters. It's the process, right? And and to me, that's a that's a fail in the process. Um, but we always need the two points at this stage in the season. Yeah, especially that's with Tampa cr- uh, crawling behind us for potentially, which probably going to be a first round matchup against them for home ice advantage. So, thank God they're losing got, too. Yeah, they, they lost to Montreal. We got lucky because they lost to Montreal yesterday. They're dropping they games too. Yeah. Like we're very, very lucky right now that we're not third in the Eastern Conference because Tampa has been butchering games too. Yeah, but yeah. it kind of points to the fact that like we could have had such a huge lead for second and secured it. Like and we have two games still, it's it's still too close for comfort for me. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, I I think what shouldn't go unnoticed in that Ottawa game is Matt Murray's performance because he. Oh yeah, that was unreal to me. If if he had a bad game against Ottawa, that would have, in my mind, almost sealed the deal for him in terms of he would be the the quote unquote backup the rest of the way, but. I think the fact that he had such a good performance, you know, made this an ongoing conversation for the rest of the season. And now you pair that with the game we'll talk about next being the 7-2 loss against the Islanders where Samsonov didn't look very good. You know, that conversation has kind of flipped itself on the head, but uh, an all-around great performance by Murray, who was pretty much left out to dry that game uh, in the second half. But he, he was great with 48 saves. Yeah. Hundred percent. Do you think it wasn't the same story the next game? Do you guys think him having a good game has any sort of effect on Samsonov or puts more pressure on Samsonov? Like, does that? I know, I know, Samsonov is not the reason we lost to the Islanders because the team just had an absolute. Oh god, that was terrible. But do you think there's any more pressure put on Samsonov seeing that Murray had a really good game like that? I think so because obviously, with our two goalies, there's no for sure starting goalie so the better you play going into the playoffs the better your chances of becoming the starter and every game that Murray plays well and Samsonov doesn't just puts more pressure on him to I guess find his game and and get back to it so I guess that's a good thing because you want both of them to be competing and playing well for that starting role um yeah so For yeah, sure. think- like we've we've talked about so many times throughout the seasons of our podcast, like uh, internal competition is a very healthy thing, especially yep. for a team who yep. who needs to prove something when it comes to the playoffs. Um, oh, yeah. And the Islanders needed to prove that they still hate John Tavares. At least the fans do. Uh, a seven two loss, like like I said in the intro, absolutely abysmal. Uh, to go up one nothing and then lose seven two is just uh, rather ridiculous. Zach, what do you chop this one up to? Just the chop, amount of turnovers. Too. You can chop this one out. And what do you it. chop it up to? Like, who are we putting in the blunder to make yeah. things work? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, throw all the guys in there because, wow, was that not great. The amount of turnovers that I just saw were just, oh, my. It was just like they were simple plays, too. Like, the Lilligan goof is, like, probably the best oh example. Oh, my God. Where he just, like. He's not being pressured too, too much. Just needs to make a pass. Completely fans on it. Gives it right to the guy who walks in and scores. This just, yeah, this is not great. It's just these kind of plays are like, you kind of could just have to like calm your mind and make the play. And you know, if you're getting pressured, dump it, dump it out, dump it in. Do something like that kind of play. I think that's like kind of underrated now. Sometimes I feel like, the guys are maybe competing with each other a little too much on the back end to try and make that nice pass. 
not yeah. all of them, but do you I think there's like almost I... too much internal competition with the abundance of defensemen? Like they're trying to be too perfect to earn their spot. I think it's possible. I wouldn't like chalk that up as like a major concern, but I think it's definitely possible. You know, they know that like, if you don't play great one night, you are not playing the next one. And Keith has shown that he doesn't care and will like sub pretty much anybody out. So yeah, he yeah, just I'm threw... pretty sure uh, Riley was listed on the third pairing for that game against the Islanders. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Lilligren was placed on the fourth line pairing this morning in practice. So it goes to show you, Keith doesn't care who you are. It, it You know, performance speaks pretty loudly. My favorite uh, part him. about the Islanders game, though, I looked at the score afterwards to check the stats. I just wanted to see the plus minuses of every player. And Justin Hall was even. <laughs> How? How did that I don't know. That's what I said. I looked at it. And I was like, that's How great. Hall, Hall just sees the puck going in his own zone and just makes a change. <laughs> He's like, I'm getting off before something He's bad like, happens. Screw this. I'm not, I'm not staying on for all this. I'm already I'm already hated. That's that's incredible. Uh, seven two and one on the week. Paul's prediction was correct, of course. So he said. Thank you, thank you. Uh, the buds forty two nineteen to nine. Second Atlantic, three points up on Tampa with two games in hand. Not as comfortable of a cushion as I would like at this point. Yep. Would you guys say this was a disappointing week, even with a positive record? Yes. Yes. Okay. That uh, that makes enough all said. three of us. Yeah. Yep. Enough said. Right, sometimes about the process, not the results. Uh, something we do like to see, I know, Paul, you're a big advocate, uh, is going with 12 forwards, six defensemen. We saw that a couple of times, oh, or all four times maybe this past week. No, I uh, think the Colorado game was still 11 and 7. Okay, lots of things. There I know that because I went. Simmons. I was there and I was pissed off. Yeah, there was a back-to-back <laughs> this week. Simmons and McMahon drew in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean... Do our thoughts change at all? I mean, I I still don't think there's going to be a drastic difference in terms of consistency until O'Reilly comes back. Mm-hmm. But is there any conversation to be had about the switch? Like, do we think Keith is going to stick with it, keep going back and forth? Like, what are our thoughts at this point? I think I think Keith will probably stick with the twelve and six uh, throughout the rest of the season. Um, I wouldn't see why he would go back to 11 and seven unless Keith wants to try out some different D pairings uh, towards the end of the season going into the playoffs. But, it, but O'Reilly should be back very soon, according to reports. So I'm going to think he's going to stick to 12 and six and then just throw O'Reilly where he thinks is best. Mm, you know what? I think Keith is crazy. So I think he's going to go back to 11 and seven. At some uh, honestly, I agree with you. I don't probably yeah, there actually. Until think, O'Reilly's back, I don't think there's a, a yeah. permanent switch. Yeah, my thoughts exactly. All right, let's talk about Samsonov a little bit. We knew he was kind of dealing with something this past week. It seemed to be very minor. Uh, I know he did not travel with the team to Ottawa for the game just to kind of mm-hmm. rest and, and kind of recoup. Um and then he gets shelled for seven, or I, I mean, I know there was an empty net for one of those, but he got pretty shelled against the Islanders. Do we not chalk, but chalk this up to something nagging him? Uh, we know today, Paul, you mentioned he was pulled out of practice for the for the birth of his kid. Um, uh, yeah, they said he was he left early, so yeah, I'm guessing so, it was probably the birth of his child because they said do he we was look very close. Do we look at the loss against the Islanders? 
you know, is, is, are any of these factors contributing to that loss or could it just be a bad game? I mean, it was a bad game for the team, frankly. Could be both. I mean, yeah, it was a horrible game from the team. So they didn't give them much help. Uh, A lot of the goals that the Islanders scored were not his fault. Just horrible defending, horrible giveaways. Um, can't really put too much on Samsonov, but of course we always want our goalie to make a save when needed. Um, I mean, I would, I would put it on maybe the not being a hundred percent as a factor. Um, don't play him if you don't have to, and maybe he is thinking about other things in his life that we know about. But there's no excuses really. You just gotta go out there and play when you're asked to. Sure, right. In the end of the day, you're uh, you're a professional. You gotta you gotta do what you're paid to do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's I, let's change the pace. Let's talk about someone who's doing more than they're paid to do, and that's Callie Yarncroke. Um, mm-hmm. Either he's just playing really well, or is the beneficiary of an opportunity because other people are not playing well. Uh, but he's looked pretty damn good with Matthews on the first line. Zach, what are your thoughts on him with Matthews or him even in the top six? Because I remember that we've tried this experiment in the beginning of the season. It did not work, but bunting hasn't looked good. O'Reilly's out, which, you know, thins out your lineup. What are your thoughts on Yarncroke in the top six now? Uh, I like the experiment because for me, Kelly Yarncroke is always like that, like sec- like the in-between second and third line kind of guy. And so I just felt he wasn't great on the second line. So the third line was kind of really the place for him. I like it. I like that the fact that he's contributing, he's looked good. I think, uh, you know, I wasn't one of his biggest fans, I think, this season. I think he was kind of one of those pieces I wasn't too, too happy about the addition. But he's actually looked really good for me recently with this switch in the lineup. So, you know, maybe it just takes, like, the boys being warmed up. It takes the big guys getting warmed up to the season. I know the Arncroke experiment was kind of at the beginning of the season. Maybe it's just, it's a different tone now. It's a different type of game you're playing. It's a different team that you have. So it might just be the fact that all these changes are kind of like maybe it's made that position for yarn croak a little more comfortable and natural than like throwing him in earlier where it was very foreign. I also, I also like the fact that when yarn croak is playing with Matthews, he does a lot more of the dirty work and he does a lot more of the playmaking. Cause when Matthews plays with Marner, he can rely on Marner to do all that. But if you've seen in the last five, six games, when they've been paired together on the first line, you could see Matthews, having a, a, a lot more assists. He's in the corners. He's making plays. He's doing those nice passes. And I, I think he had almost all of Yarn Croak's like primary assists yeah. in the last five, six games that they've played together. So it's nice to see Matthews do something different. All right. If the playoffs were starting tomorrow, you each get a one-word answer. Okay. Does, oh. does Callie Yarn Croak Okay, I'll also oh, preface shit. this. You have a full healthy lineup. Full lineup. Okay. Playoffs start tomorrow. Game one against the Lightning. Is Callie Yarncroke on your first line with Matthews? Yes or no? No. Uh... <laughs> That's tough. No, I'd say no. I would say, sorry, one word. Yes. Interesting. I I am still a believer that you'll get the most out of your first line with Bunting there, but he's not quite performing at the level 
he needs to. Uh, and that's pretty obvious with, uh, you know, his deployment lately. Uh, another one word answer uh, this, you know, we weren't really planning to talk about this, but William Nylander, who has outright had a, an incredible career season by his standards, but the last week or so, I'll say he's kind of been uh, a little on the quieter side. You know, Keith's spoken about him. The media seem to, you know, getting on his case again for not being as much of an impact player these last uh, this last week or so. One word answer. Are we worried about William Nylander? Yes or no? No. No. Well, you heard it here first. Nylander's going to win the Conn Smythe Trophy. Yeah. Yes. 100%. Oh. Oh. I would love that. Playoff performer, right? I mean, like the guy's been been a stud for us the last couple of years in the playoffs. Yep, I'd love it's that. Been great, I would love that. Yes, hundred percent. And if we win the Con Smythe, it most most likely means that we won a certain other trophy. So, yeah, exactly, hundred percent. We love it. We love it. I'd have to. Uh, I'd have to agree with you there. Um, let's. I want to talk about Matthew Nyes. Uh, Paul, you mentioned in our our sheet here. That on the quiz yesterday on TSN's the quiz, uh, they had a question where they were talking about the 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 likelihood of Matthew Nyes being in the Leafs game one roster, game yep. one lineup. Um, obviously, yeah, like a percentage pick. Yeah, we you know like contract wise, cap space, like it could work. Um, mm-hmm. I, my thoughts are there's so much talk behind Matthew Nyes. And sh- like I get, he's a stud. He, you know, he's going to be this big pros- uh, prospect. Like he is this big prospect. He, he's going to be on the Leafs next year. I think that's a pretty mm-hmm. foregone conclusion. But he's so talked up through the media and Leaf fans that I personally don't know if playoffs is the best spot for his first crack at the NHL. No, yeah. I mean, I you you so, could yeah. look at like that's what happened with Nick Robertson, right? And you know, mm-hmm. his path was kind of messed up by injuries more so than just not being ready for the big moment. But mm-hmm. if it were up to you guys, not the percentage, but if you're Sheldon Keefe and Kyle Dubis, you've seen who's been struggling lately. Do you do you put Matthew Nyes in the lineup and who forward wise would you take out in his place? Damn. Because someone's got to come out. <laughs> if right? Engvall was still here, I would have said him, but he's not. <laughs> um, Don't you talk about Pierre like that? Ooh, he gets defensive, damn. He's he. I love how. Sorry, side note. Eighteen is my oh. favorite number, and he's wearing eighteen for the Islanders. I just love it. You know what else I love? How Engvall's first shift against us, he had more hits in that shift than he did the <laughs> entire time he played with us. That's true. Did he? Did he really? Yeah, bro. He had no, like, but like he, no, he, he had was like clearly two, out to go for some hits. Yeah, he had like two solid hits, and I was like, really? According now. to the score, he had two hits all game. So I guess yeah, the first shift. He yeah, was so just the like, first shift he had the hits. two hits. I told you the that was it. <laughs> the first shift he had more hits than he played with us in his entire career. That's great. But going back to Matthew Nice. So a, do you put him in your lineup? And b, if so, who are you taking out for game one of the playoffs? I would not put him in the lineup for playoffs. As you said, Ryan, I don't think it's a good idea for him to start his NHL career there. I would probably wait until next season and then have him join the team. And we'd have to see what happens in the offseason. But if I had to take out a player now, I think he's a left winger. 
Yeah, I mean, the, probably the Aston Reese. Yeah, but I mean, Aston Reese also just potted a couple the other day. Uh, that's why I'm saying like he's he actually played well the last last couple of games. Zach, are you putting him in? I I hesitate to make a decision here because I'd want to see him play games before he goes into the playoffs, like maybe the last like four or five, and then make a decision. And like, if say he plays really well and he looks really good, then yeah, sure, why not go in a game with, with him? But like, it's really tough to make that call. I think I would take Ashton Reese out too. Like, as much as he's had a good game, he's another player that I kind of been like wanting more from this season. And so it's great that he scored, you know, two goals. He's looked a little bit better. But like to me, that's not like a okay. I can never take you out of my lineup now, kind of thing. You yeah, know? but but like he's not in your lineup to score goals, right? And I think there's also something to be said with the chemistry he's formed with Noel Achari, and that that has its own kind of value in the playoffs. True, but I feel like to me, Achari and Lafferty, mostly Achari, have kind of make made his importance less. Like I feel like now we yeah, have more I, I guys that do that kind of role. Mm-hmm. But I but I get the chemistry thing. That's I think that's a big thing that the team is missing or is like trying to find right now is the chemistry. So it's nice to see them. So that is an important factor too. Yeah. Okay, let's let's go down a hypothetical situation and you're both going to hate for hate me for bringing up the situation. Justin Hall forward. Say, no, no. God forbid. Justin Hall breaks his leg and doesn't play in the playoffs. No, you would love that. Let's Let's pretend in a not-so-perfect world, the Leafs go down two against Tampa in the first round. I don't like and, this. And the forwards in particular just looked really out of sorts. At that point, is there any hesitation to put Nyes in the lineup to look for something different? No, probably not. Why no not? hesitation. Yeah, no hesitation. Why go not? down by two, do do what you need to. I just don't – I what I'm – scared of is because Keith has so much to work with and I know I don't know if it was this last year or the year before but he like we won a game and the team looked really good and then he made lineup changes that was last year when we won five nothing against Tampa in the first game because someone was not in the lineup number three yes and then he put Hall in the next game and then he put Hall in the next game and he got slapped Yeah, that's only only you, Paul, would remember which game of the playoffs (laughs) last year Hall was and was not a part of. Yeah, we won game one, five nothing. Justin Hall was not playing. He comes back in game two. I think we lost like six two. That's incredible. Yeah, and and I'll never forget game seven where he he threw a pick and then a goal was called off. Okay, you can't. Okay, as much as a, a a Justin Hall hater that I am, that was such a bull call. That was not his fault. Yeah, that was a really bad call, but I thought but it was course, really funny that it was Hall. Of it, course it was Justin Hall. That's but the, but the Leafs pick. the Leafs always have that like scapegoat who gets shit from the media for their plays. Like it was oh, Hall before though, that was Jake sucks. Gardner. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Regardless of if they're good or not, they're still the scapegoat, right? Like Jake Gardner yeah. oh, took yeah. it. Um I mean he uh, deserved it too. Was it Sandine who had the really bad giveaway last year in the playoffs? No, it was Galchenyuk had one. Yeah, yeah, Galchenyuk had one. Galchenyuk had one against, not last year, but against Montreal. before, yeah, Montreal. Galchenyuk had one in overtime. Galchenyuk had the one in overtime where they went on a 2-on-0 and scored. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, in overtime. Last year, um, I think it was Sandine. I think you're right, Ryan. I I feel like it was Sandine. I feel like I remember there was a play on the offensive blue line where he was trying to control the puck. 
and it yeah. was poked off his stick and they went the other way to score. Yeah. I just have that kind of play ingrained in my head forever. Let's see, remember things. Sandine playoff giveaway. I don't know. It's probably, it'll probably come up, honestly. The good news is he cannot burn us in the playoffs this year unless we somehow play Washington, which I don't think is very likely. I, I would do. Boston would have to lose every single game for the rest of the season. We'd have to win every single game, finish first in the Atlantic, and Washington would have to come back into a wild card spot. Or Washington plays Boston in the first round, they win. And then <laughs> yeah, they make. The yeah, exactly. Hey, I like that. I like that better. They've knocked Boston off before. This is a few years ago, but that's true. Yeah, when they won the cup, I think in twenty. Uh, no, 20... it was it was it was after that, after the Boston Cup run, because I remember them eliminating. No, when Wa- Washington won. Oh, when Washington won, yeah, in twenty eighteen, I think. Maybe you might be right. It's around there, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, 2019 was St. Louis, 2020, 2021 was Tampa, and then Colorado was last year. What a what a sidetrack we've come off of. <laughs> but this is the I feel like we get the best kind of conversations when we just go off completely and talk about our shared yep. misery of being a Leaf fan. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Uh Zach, I know you do have to to cut a little early. Do you want to touch on your concern that you'd mentioned before you go? Sure. Yeah, I've got time. Uh, yeah. So for me, uh, I think something that's been kind of worrying, and I don't know if you guys kind of feel the same way. I was looking through like overall stats. Cause I like just like bruising, like browsing through and seeing what's going on. And I was concerned when I looked at uh, on the scores app and I went through their essentially like the Leafs. Oh, my phone has frozen now. That's lovely. But, um, like the Leafs overall stats offensively and defensively, and I was kind of shocked because I wasn't expecting them to be not this great. So you would think for a team that's like touted as like a top five team in the NHL mm-hmm. can pretty much go toe to toe with the best of the best. Other than the fact that they have the second best power play and the third best pay- faceoff percentage, none of the rest of these stats are in the top five. A lot of them aren't even in the top 10. Like we're 16th in shots on goal, ninth for goals. Shooting percentage is eighth. Goals allowed is eighth. Uh, penalty kill percentage is 12th. Penalty minutes is 11th. I don't know. These are like stats where I would expecting all top 10 numbers across the board for a team that's supposed to be like a playoff favorite. I don't know. I just got concerned when I saw those because those are not great numbers for me. So I wanted to know if you guys are also concerned by the numbers or you're more like trusting in the team in terms of like feeling. I mean, I never trust the team. Like, what have they honestly <laughs> done to garner my trust in the playoffs? I don't care if they finish first in every category. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let's be honest, I have no trust in them. If they win, that's great. I'll have hoped for it the whole time. But, I mean, I don't know. Like, look at, like, who who do you guys think is the Stanley Cup favorite this year? Boston, Boston. or Colorado? Probably one of the two, right? Probably Not if think Colorado. I think Boston. Would you say Colorado is the favorite in the West? No, I think Dallas. Oh, Dallas. Anyway, do you think you think Colorado is a contender to some? Oh extent, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yes. Oh, I'm yeah. sure, Zach. If you went and looked at their stat line for all of these same stats, they're not top five. Like they have not had. Oh, a they great had a an... season, right? But I know they've had a lot of injuries. Yeah. But I mean, you're not always going to be the best in every category, and then go on and be the best team to win the cup. So, like, I'm more concerned about how over the last week or two, the team kind of looks like they're just not playing 
to the same caliber that they have mm. been over the like season. Every, I feel like every game we have less and less shots. And it's just so noticeable because we're getting outshot mm. by so much. And that Ottawa game, after the first period, we were outshot like 24 to 7. Yeah, that, that was bad. Like they had almost as many shots in the first period than we did all game. Yeah, they're 16th in the NHL in shots on goal. 16th. That's bad. That's not great. <laughs> That's not great at all. Yeah, so yeah, I, uh, Colorado's numbers, by the way, um, offensively, they're like similar. Defensively, they're atrocious, like 17th in the league for a bunch of different defensive stats. There you go. And yet, out of those two teams, who do you think is a better likelihood of winning the Stanley Cup this year? Colorado. They don't have like exactly. random shamans cursing their team every year in the playoffs <laughs> like we do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who are these random shamans? Someone someone got pissed off in 1968 and just immediately started. <laughs> exactly. The curse, the curse begins now. I don't know, like, Paul, are you... Are you worried about this? No. I mean, as you said, Ryan, like we can go first in every category, but nothing matters until the playoffs start. And playoffs is an entire different season. So you could, as you said, you could be the best at everything and you still don't have, you could be the favorites, but it doesn't guarantee you anything. I think the biggest issue for me in these stats is goals allowed and that, that looks at it in terms of goals against per game because we were pretty solidly in the top three with Boston and New Jersey for most of the season. Yeah. And and to me, like, you know, the, we know this team can score, but this, this version of the Toronto Maple Leafs being a good defensive team is a relatively new revelation. And if that starts to and continues to slip – that's what would worry me most in the playoffs because that's when your offense dries up. When you're going against a, a Tampa Bay team who has won two of the last three cups, you have a Vasilevsky who can be a single-handed difference maker. So to me, if I had to pick, the most concerning piece of it is the defense and, and keeping pucks out of the net. Yeah. 100%. Hard agree. Hard yeah. agree. I think, I think hopefully... Keith can inspire the guys to really motivate themselves and like really play for something because I feel like it's been talked about a lot where they know the situation, right? We're going to play Tampa in the second round, in the first round rather, whether or not we finish second or third, like that's a known. So in a sense, I know you have let's get home ice advantage to play for, but you know, looking at a team like the Islanders, they're playing for their lives, right? They might not make the playoffs. We're 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 playing for, you know, which arena are we starting in? And I know that has big implications, but I just think it's important for Keith to get the guys on the same page in terms of they really need something to play for and to work towards for these last 12 games in order to see the results that we would feel comfortable with heading into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. For sure. Uh, if they can't do that, Zach, that's what I'm worried. If these last 12 games is an, an absolute dumpster fire, then, you know, the red flags are waving. Yep, for sure. Uh, we'll we'll keep this one a, a little shorter than most. Uh, let's take a look at the week ahead. We've kind of covered a, a good a bunch of stuff here, but three games on tap for the Buds. Uh, tomorrow, the day this episode comes out, 
They are in Florida playing the Panthers, then Saturday in Carolina with another game against the Hurricanes, and then a back-to-back Sunday against Nashville, uh, taking on the Preds in Music City. Uh, Paul, you got your prediction right, uh, so why don't you go first? Um, keys to success for this week. I'll go calm the play down, avoid stupid turnovers. Obviously, from the last week, we've seen that the Leafs are going to have way too many turnovers just from trying to rush the play and trying to make the pretty play. Um, yeah, so that would be my keys to success. My prediction would be 3-0-0 because we need to. Zach? Uh, for me, I've got my prediction is 2-0-1 with an OT loss to probably Nashville coming up this week. That's my guess. Uh, very similar to Paul. Just like take a breath, make a play, uh, make the smart play and not the fancy or the flashy one. You know, if it may not look great to you know in the third period if you've got a lead, just start dumping the puck in and being def- playing defensive. But defense wins championships, so yeah. I'm excited to hear Ryan's keys to success. Yes, my key to success is in all capitals the words "kiss." Um, not kiss Zach's butt, which he just wrote in our sheet. Um, <laughs> not, not the band, uh, but the acronym for keep it simple, stupid. Uh, I think kind of like what you guys alluded to with the defense. Just so, don't overcomplicate things. Keep it simple. Play the game that they've been playing this entire season and allow that to help them finish off on a strong note. We just beat Carolina. That's a hard team to beat twice, two weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Florida's shown some promise. They've just squeaked into a playoff picture. Nashville hasn't had a great season. So, like, looking at these teams, I could see us going 3-0-0 if we decide to find our game. I could see us going 0-3-0 if this trajectory keeps on going and Paul's going to show me the door. Um but I, I will go with 2-1-0 and because I still believe that this team can win games even when they're not playing at their best. But I want them to play at their best. That was very long-winded. Yes. Uh, any final thoughts, fellas, before we wrap it up here? Fingers crossed. Mm, yep. Yes. That's it. Cross your fingers. Cross your toes. What will happen? <laughs> Nobody knows. Oh, this guy's traded in dad jokes for rhymes. Come on. Call me Busta Rhymes. Uh, That is it for us here on the Original Six Podcast. Thank you for listening. Follow, subscribe, check us out on Instagram at Original Six Podcast. Fellas, favorite three words. Go, Leafs, go. Uh, Busta Ryan Savine. What did you say? Buster Ryan Savine, you know Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh, I will go with keep it simple, and that will be a simple end to our podcast here today. We'll see you next week. Remember to take care of the planet. Have a great day. Bye you too, bye. man. Thanks, Paul. <laughs>